I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, a podcast about listener music by listening artists that we believe are as good, if not better than that, in the mainstream. Uh, season 4, episode 20, we have an international special, uh, I've got a few, fair few guests from different corners of the globe joining me, who I'll introduce in a second. Uh, If you'd be so kind as to follow us and check us out and do all that lovely stuff over www.yhhtmpc.com, you can find everything we do there. Everything. It's like a landing page and everything's there from blogs, vlogs, artists of the weeks, all the episodes, everything's there. Or you can just go to Spotify and all the other lovely places you can find a podcast and you can sub there and do all that shit. Um... Yeah, uh, go and do the same over at YouTube and that. If you want to support us, buymeacoffee.com forward slash YHHTMP. Yes. So, yeah, like I said, this is a podcast about less known music by less known artists. And today, like I said, we have a few guests. My first guest I'm going to introduce is, has, or is joining me from Ireland. Hello, Alsha. Hi, thanks for having me. It, it's it's our pleasure. Thank you for coming back after uh, my. I think it was my blunder, but uh, you, it doesn't matter. You're back, so it's nice to see your pretty face as well. Thank you. Likewise, mm, I do have a pretty face. Um, so, how are you? You good? I'm good. Yeah, doing really well. How are you doing, Richie? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and we'll be talking to you a bit later about your new release and shit you've got going on. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to introduce all the way from the Americas, not sure where in America, but somewhere in America, our good friend, I think I can consider him a friend now, Doug from the Mind Gap podcast. Hi, Richie. Thanks for having me back. I'm glad to be here. It's always good to have you, Doug. That smiley face. It's just, yeah. Just fun. It's always fun having you on the show. Yeah. Are you yeah. good? I'm doing great. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to talk about all we're going to talk about. 
This is going to be great. <laughs> I'm just glad you joined me because uh, this is my first episode, as I stated earlier, without a regular host. And you've come to save my back. I was honored Along- you asked. It's, like I say, it's always a pleasure. Along with special guest all the way from Australia, it is five o'clock in the morning-ish, Liam from the Flawless Music Podcast. Liam, how are you? Good morning, everybody. A little tired, not surprisingly, but um, yes, we will struggle on as always. Mm, It's good evening here. here. It's good evening here uh, for me and Alsha. It's good afternoon for Doug and it's good morning for you. I mean, we're literally yes. covering all parts of the day. And who, and who knows mm-hmm. when people will listen to this. So we always just say, hello, everybody. Oh, people probably won't <laughs> listen to this. They, they won't listen to that. We just do this for False. fun. False. They will listen. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we've got some music that have been sent through the email, some submissions that I particularly like. Uh, we, we were supposed to have Mike Five with us from the... Uh, mu- New Music Saturday podcast. He sent a song along, and I spent a while putting a video together for it. So, so goddamn, I'm going to play it yeah. with or without him. Um, then we'll also talk to Alsha about her stuff. We'll uh, talk to you guys about what you do, and uh, our listeners already know what Doug does. He's been here a few times, but we'll tell them again anyway. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're going to move to the first song. Um, my first song. Did you like my intro, by the way? Yeah, it's phenomenal. Good, isn't it, that? I'm going to have to do it again post-edit because, um, yeah, I've got these things, but fuck that, yeah. Anyway, so my first artist is going to be Weiss, Weiss, Weiss. I'm going to go with Weiss, W-Y-S-E. This is the live, there wasn't a video for this song and I couldn't be asked to put one together like the other ones. And she did it live and I thought the live version was just as good, if not better than the recorded version. So, yeah, we'll have a look at that.
So that was drowned by Weiss, 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 whatever. Um, yeah, they were sent to me by Pufferfish Press, a decent PR company. They, they're quite thorough. Check them out if you're looking for PR. Uh, they stated that they're excited to bring me the EP from Portsmouth Songstress, Weiss. Anomalies is a four-track... Is four tracks of diverse alt rock that showcases not just where Weiss is at, not for, anyway, yeah. So it's an EP. This is Joan off the EP. She's from Portsmouth. I really liked it. I said that this was a uh, live, however, listening to it, it almost sounded produced. Or did, was anyone else getting that? Yeah, it felt to me like it was live, like it's live that they're playing it live, but not in front of people or anything like that. Like, so they've had a chance to put everything through a feed and and then sync it all up and do it all properly afterwards in post. In the live studio. Mm, yeah. Mm. What did you think of this, Liam? I was really nice. Like, I um, yeah, like it's just a really nice poppy song. Really beautiful sort of layered guitar parts. I always love to see um, when a drummer has like the analog kit, but then also a digital kit next to them, so they sort of mix it up in the in the song as well, which is always cool. Hmm. Um, Mike, I've just new, news just in. Sorry, Mike Five will be joining us. He had a brain fart, and um, yeah, he'll be with us shortly. Uh, yeah, uh, you can tell someone is really into the heavy rock. When I listen to this, I hear rock, and you you said. It's quite poppy, so I'm gonna mm. I'm, I'm gonna guess you're quite into heavy rock. Uh not so much heavier stuff. Like I um, the other song that she sent through was not that sorry, which was sort of a bit more punky, and had a sort of a bit more. There's lots of variety all the way through it. Whereas that one was a bit more sort of straightforward and yeah, a bit more lighthearted. Even though it's called Drown, obviously. But it was. Did yeah, I just send the wrong song? Did I? Oh, there was, I listened to a few different songs that she put up on her Spotify. Okay. Uh, Doug, what did you think? Well, this is my favorite part because I'm around like really great, talented, very well versed musicians, and I'm like, I think it sounds great. It's uh, <laughs> it was I don't have I, I have a very hard time articulating like music and and what it is. I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I think you did send another song, uh, Richie, as well, which I also enjoyed. Um, you know, I'm not typically into like I grew up. Uh, I was born in the '80s, and I grew up with a lot of like, in my opinion, some bad '80s music, of really heavy synth stuff <laughs> and things like that. But for whatever reason, the last five to seven years, I've really enjoyed like infusions of those elements. So I'm right there with you, Liam. Like seeing that sort of digital uh, drum kit, those effects and things like that, and adding mm-hmm. some really good layers of of uh, the synthesizer and stuff. It always, I think, is really good. It was a very, you know. It was it was definitely um, I always think of this in a cinematic quality of like where would would you see the song in like a TV show or a movie and it just it felt like it was very um, applicable to something like yeah, that. yeah totally very cinematic in any movie or, or, or sequence or something like that I don't know it was very enjoyable I really liked it mm. that's it Doug you smash it that's what that's all we do we just wing it we just <laughs> pretend we know what we're on about okay I'll play a bit of piano I'll play you know, I'm, I'm, I'm percussionist but really I don't know shit I'll just s- s- sit here say I liked it oh did you hear the bass um, it reminds <laughs> you, it reminds me of this that the other and oh it go well on this film that's all you have to do is just winging it yeah I'm good at that Ailsa did you like this I did you know at the start I wasn't sure her voice is mad unique like the way she enunciates the words but like yeah. 
it grew on me. And the chords that were used were, they kind of reminded me a little bit of Muse, a little bit. Like there okay. were okay. chords thrown in, which I really enjoyed. But yeah, I liked it. It grew on me. You're, you're, you're a rock chick at heart, aren't you? I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't mm. have said this was, you know, poppy like, like Liam. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's kind of like indie-ish, isn't it? A little bit. Mm. Yeah. So, Weiss, 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 Weissy, Weissy. Uh, you can find her in the show notes. I'll leave all the links and everything else about her there so you can go check her out. I do apologise, Weiss, if I've pronounced and I have many times. I've, I've got at least three or four times pronounced it wrong, so I do apologise about that. Um, anyway... I'm going to move on to the next song. Um, and the next song is Stage of Romance with their song, Reality. I've had to put a video over this. I've had to make it a little uh, music video thing because it was just an MP3. So this isn't an official video. And if it was, shame on the person. <laughs> So, I bet you're listening to me now. What you gonna do without me in your life? What you gonna do without me on your mind? All I wanna do is break away from the lies. All you wanna do is go and fuck over guys.
uh, was was it State of Romance? Did I say State of Ro- a State mm-hmm. of Romance with their song uh, Reality? Uh, that was a bit heavier than the last mm-hmm. one. Um, it's I, I, it's everything you've heard before, and it's slightly different at the same time. There's a lot of nuances, a lot of detail that made it stand out from a lot of the the same music. Uh, would you say this was new metal? Yeah. Yep, that was my first thought when I heard it. Was definitely in the like the musical stylings, if not the vocal delivery. The vocal delivery is pretty quick, but it's not like a limp biscuit hip hop style thing. Yeah, but definitely yeah. in the uh, in the yeah the guitar parts were definitely in that space. Yeah, um, like I said, yes, the de- the detail was. Um, I don't, I don't, I can't put my my, my finger. On it. It's like the little things that they put in there little the, the the way they speak the shouting it's slightly different to anything i've heard before however i'm not big into metal or new metal so there's probably a shitload of this stuff out there that you've heard a thousand times before um liam yeah well one of the things i wrote down um it's actually very reminiscent so sort of in the late 90s early noughties there was a lot of bands in australia who did sound like this so for australian bands um uh, Butterfly Effect, Carnival, and Cog were the big three that came to mind. They were they were pretty big on the indie scene here in Australia, and they all had sort of similar sounds to this. So yeah, I was had a bit of flashbacks, but it was like you said, it was funneled through something a little bit different. So sort of on their Facebook page, they describe themselves as I should have this written down: a new era of electronic rock music, and it kind of felt like everything was filtered through that electronic channel and a bit synthy as well. So it was yeah, interesting sound. Yeah. Hello, Mike Five from the New Music Podcast. No, New Music Saturday Podcast. How are you? Hello, Richie. Hello, everyone. I'm very well. I'm really sorry I'm late. I feel terrible about that. <laughs> it's I'm always, I'm always late everywhere. These, it's ridiculous. <laughs> these things happen. We're hey, just guys. glad that you joined us. Mate, I've been looking forward to it all week. And then I sort of, I don't know, I, just, I was flicking through Twitter. And I was like, hang on, is it Tuesday? And I suddenly realised I'm supposed to be here. So no real excuse. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It happens. I've miss, missed my own podcast before now. So it's fine. <laughs> cool. So we're just talking about a song we just listened to. I don't know if you, have you listened to the songs I sent over? Uh, yes, briefly, yeah. Um, we, we just listened to a state, a state of Romance with their song Reality. So uh, yeah, Doug, what did you think of this? Oh, this this? Uh, th- this was totally like high school. Doug would have been all over this. <laughs> this was right because I I was in high school around the late '90s, you know, early 2000s. So this was right around those, as Liam was saying, like the Limp Biscuit time and and things like that. Like I was I was definitely into that stuff. Then I enjoyed it. I I mean, you know. I'm much more, I'm less of a dick now when it comes to music <laughs> than I was back then. That back then I was just like, if it doesn't meet this certain criteria, it's dog shit. And I was really a dick about it. But uh, I listen to that and I'm like, yeah, it's enjoyable. I, I it, it's kind of that's you know I, I enjoy some of the heavier stuff from time to time. So it it definitely uh, it, it definitely. I was just thinking of the words tickled that fancy. I didn't really want to say that, but hey, there it is. It tickled my fancy in that regard. Uh, and it was fun. It was enjoyable, a little aggressive, and it was, it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, it was a really good song. Do you like this, Alsha? Was this up your street? I think it could have been. Like, at the start, I was like, oh, little emo Elsha is getting excited here. But then, <laughs> then there was, like, the weird, like, the woman crying at, like, the intro of the second part. And I was like, should I be, like, enjoying this? Yeah. Mm. Good call out. Good did call see, out. did seem a bit yeah. weird, didn't he? Yeah, it just seemed a little bit too, like, aggressive or something. I, I just didn't like that part. So I kind yeah. of, 
Ruby. I think you can you can have the breakup song without necessarily having to have her crying on the yeah. song that you're singing about breaking up with her. Like that seemed like a bit much. Yeah, exactly. Makes yeah. you really wonder who hurt this guy. You know, he was yeah. really, <laughs> really, you know, he, he was really hurt by something. I think you can relate to your f boy song. Yeah, exactly. Imagine, imagine I put like the fella crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what did you think of this one, Mike? I mean, I enjoyed it. I think you know. I think you guys are right. It's got that kind of. It, it's it's um, it's reminiscent of a certain era, isn't it? It's got that kind of new metal thing going on. It is a bit. Um, like not over the top, but it is a bit intense with all that, you know, all that going on at the beginning and stuff like that. But it's a good track, you know. You can bang your head to it and have a good time, and mm. you know, I, I I enjoy like all of us really. I suppose I enjoy all sorts of music, so I could quite happily sit there and appreciate that that's sort of well done and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was you know, nice bit of heavy metal as well. So it's all good. I listened to a band recently, and I, I it's completely gone from my head. It's a similar kind of sound. However, it was. It was just when I listened to the the song that was sent. It was sent through from a PR company, and it was just, it was what I've heard before. Same with that, but this it just, it felt brand new. And I listened to the whole out. I don't. I never listened to the albums when they come through. I listened to the the, the first song, and then if I like the first one, then and this one I listened to all that. It, it was it was uh, to coin a, a phrase from Liam. It was flawless. <laughs> Which is um, a nice segue into uh, you, Liam, and your, your podcast, your uh, mm-hmm. the, the Flawless Music Podcast. Yeah. Uh, so how, how long have how long have you been doing that? So um, about three years. So this week we actually put out our hundredth episode. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. That's um, awesome. Thank you. Which is which was cool. So we do them. We put them out fortnightly. Don't do any sort of live streaming or anything. So they're all sort of recorded in advance, and I get to play around and fix up all the mistakes and everything, which is great. But yeah, so each episode we have three hosts, myself, George and Grant, and then um, we also have guests come on. Sometimes we've had a few international guests as well, but usually they're based here in Brisbane and we sort of get them in person in a room. We have a bit of a chat with them. Someone nominates an album that they think is flawless. If it's a guest, it's, you know, they get to do the nominating. Otherwise, it's one of the three of us. And then, um, yeah, we have a bit of a, do a bit of a deep dive on it, find out, you know, why, how it was recorded, all that sort of thing. And then tell some stories about how we discovered it and if we've seen them live and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, at the end, we sort of do a little whip around and decide if we agree that it's flawless or not. So we sort of keep a bit of a tally over time of how many times we've said something was flawless or not or disagreed. Yeah, Doug, if you think what we do on this podcast is difficult, dissecting songs, you should listen to them dissect an album. Fuck me. Yeah, (laughs) I have no doubt that they know what they're talking about. Yeah. So it, help, it uh, helps that George is a musician, so she's able to do that sort of deep dive into pulling apart the chords and the pieces quite a lot. Yeah, mm. I, don't, I don't know. I like to think I am, but I, I still, yeah, I'd, I'd feel inadequate uh, sitting in a room with, with you guys talking about an album, especially most of the time. I've never heard of the fucking albums. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> they're all new to me most of the time. That's, well, that's one of the cool things is so George and I have quite similar musical tastes, but Grant's tastes are a lot more mainstream. So most of the stuff he hasn't heard of before. So we get to sort of, here's an album we've always heard a thousand times and he gets to come in and go, I've never heard this before. And he brings a, a really different perspective to it. Hmm. So what would you consider your most flawless album? Um, well, Riso, my absolute favourite band is, is an Australian band called Something for Kate. Who okay. also sort of a, a three-piece three piece alt-rock sort of stuff. Um, 
been around for about 30 years now, 25, 30 years. So they're really cool. Um, seen them lots of times. Um, we So I nominated their second album, which is called Beautiful Sharks, re- on a recent episode earlier this year. So um, that's probably, yeah, one of my favorites in my flawless album. I, t- I nominated that one. They've got like seven albums, I think, off the top of my head. And I could easily make the case for at least five of them being flawless. Um, but that was the one I picked because that was the one that I got introduced to the band through. That was the first one that I bought that was of theirs and sort of my love affair started from there. Yeah. It's weird because back in the day, especially 30 years ago, albums weren't brilliant. Today, albums have to be brilliant. If you're bringing out an album, they have to be brilliant. But 30 years ago, albums were just one good song and a load of fillers. So it was, mm-hmm. it was hot because... Because that you know that that's the way the the record industry worked a lot of the time, and uh, today people are sitting out on their own. If they want to, with so many independent artists, if you want to do an album, you have to make sure every single song's a banger. Mm. But uh, yeah, to, to have a, come across bands that old that are bringing out flawless albums, Alsha, mm. what would you consider a flawless album? Oh my god. Um... Do you know, it's kind of a weird one. It's like, you know, the one that's the best of Rufus Wainwright with like all his like <sighs> best hits. I know that's not what, technically. <laughs> 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 you know what? That's but an awesome answer. It's a good, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an album. Of. It's an album. It works. <laughs> the best of. No. Which one is it? I will jump in there and say we don't we don't allow best ofs when we're getting a nominate. It has to be, which is fine in this case. It normally has to be something that the band has sat down in a studio and made a decision to put out a set of songs, and the order is important and what you know, the contributions are important. But that's all good. I do have to concur with you though, uh, Alsha. I'm a big fan of Rufus Rainwright. He's a, a, an exceptional musician and uh, his vocals as well. Yeah, and yeah. his melodies and like the harmonies, mm. it's just fab. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of the stuff he can make something so so simple sounds so. I mean, just like when he did Hallelujah, it was it's so simple. I can you know you can play it on. I can play it on the ukulele. Simple. He played it simple. You know the, the arpeggios, simple arpeggios on the um, piano, but he just made it something special. Yeah. Whereas Leonard Leonard Cohen, he. he he sounded like he was dying in it. <laughs> Although I still love it, though. I, I did, but yeah. Yeah, but anyway, Egg Dog, what would you consider a flawless album? It's funny because when you posed this, I was like, "Oh crap!" Like I don't know, but then instantly I thought of one of my favorite bands, The Wonder Years, uh, a pop punk band, uh, and their album, The Greatest Generation, um, which came out in 2013. Uh, Hands down, one of my favorite albums of all time. And uh, something that I can't listen to all the time because it evokes such a strong emotional reaction because part of it is the music is just so deeply emotional. But also, I was listening to it at a difficult time in my life. So there's like that extra layer. But every song of it, like it tells such a story about, you know, the vocalist going through just getting over his fear, his anxiety, his depression, also telling a story about like, you know, it's one of the songs about his, his his grandfather's, you know, getting over a heart attack and just dealing with inner demons. And then the last song on the album actually turns into a medley of several of the other songs in the album, which at first I was like, this is kind of very self-serving. It's like, hey, look at everything you just listened to. But it <laughs> meshed so well together. They play like 15 to 20 seconds of each of these songs and they just seamlessly flow through each one. And it ends with so 
so much that I, like the first time I listened to it, I was like, holy crap, wait, this is this song and it's that song. And it's just, it's so well done that like, I, I hold it very high regard to the point where like, I don't listen to it that often because I'm like, I, I just, I'm not in the right space. I got to wait. Mm-hmm. So that's my pick. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Mike? People have different definitions oh, of what flawless is. I was just going to say people have different definitions of what flawless is. So we've had people come on and do like a, I can deconstruct this song and that song and that song. And some people just come on and go, this is a song. This is the first album I listened to in high school and I fell in love with it. And I, I've never even thought about why I love it. It's just always been part of my life. So Nostalgia. it's different things for different people. Yeah. So what did you say, Mike? It's, I mean, I love the question. Um <laughs> I listen to a lot of albums. I, I listen to, I don't really do singles. I mostly listen to albums. So there's quite a few. My, the one that I think is absolutely flawless, there's a couple in contention, but the one that I really think is there's a Green Day album called Insomniac, which is about mm. 1995. I think it's the one after Dickie. And it's 14 tracks. It's 33 minutes. It's just punk tune after punk tune after punk tune. It's an absolute banger. And right from the very first track like the first track is always the track i play if i get a new car because it has this drum pan that goes across the speakers this big fill that goes boom, 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 all across the speakers and back again and so you can test out if the speakers in your new car any good uh, just by putting that on full blast so <laughs> i always do that but then you can't switch it off so for me a flawless album is one that you can't you can't skip a track and you can't switch it off yeah like if i think about mm-hmm. some of my other favorite albums most of them there's probably one track i might skip or want to skip two and therefore that probably degrades the others before it that album is just perfect in my opinion it's just literally and it is they're yeah. all like two minute punk teams but it's an absolute nice yeah, yeah. No, no skippable tracks is a big one that's one that yeah, yeah definitely comes in as a, as a, as a qualification yeah, yeah and it's when you get to track 10 and you realize you're still loving it as much as you did when you heard the opening <laughs> bars that you yeah. think this is good and i've still got four more this is cool <laughs> yeah that really works for me <laughs> i kind of have a quick follow-up question uh mike you mentioned this you said that you don't listen to singles you just listen to albums i was gonna ask do you feel like people this these days like listen to albums because i feel like i'm in the minority i'm the same way like i like to buy a full album i don't i feel dirty just buying singles like it seems <laughs> it seems like i'm cheating the artist by being like mm, i just want that one i don't want to hear the rest of it um yeah. is that something that you feel is a thing these days do people just singles only or are they albums what do you what do you all think i mean i i think there are there, we're, we're in, there's a singles market because of streaming and everything else the the pros of streaming are you know access to absolutely everything and you know, the potential to discover, but obviously the downside is there's too much. And so you almost have to release singles to grab people's attention for three minutes. Cause you're not going to get 45 or whatever. But from a personal point of view, I always listen to albums. I mean, I grew, when I was a kid, when I was about eight years old, I started buying singles, just random stuff in the top 40 because I heard something on the radio and suddenly thought, Oh my God, I love music. And that was it. And I had boys Zone and Supergrass and God knows where else. Uh, kind of mix in there and I quite quickly went oh I quite like the supergrass stuff uh, and kind of went a bit rockier and then then I discovered albums and I've never gone back and listened to singles because I want to hear that full thing I want to hear what that story is you know what the the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows of the whole thing to me is the most exciting bit and I feel like I want to sit down and do it Um, and whether that's you know sitting at home whether that's at work whether that's on a long car journey or whatever I'd much rather do that Um, but you know I also 
host a Christmas party every year and put five hours of punk tunes on and there's not you know, nothing from the same <laughs> album pretty much. So it's, it's like, it just depends what you're doing, doesn't it? But for me personally, I've always been an album fan. Um, once I discovered what I liked, I, I wanted to hear more of it. So, What's your view, Alsha, as an artist when it comes to albums? Um, I, to be honest, I, I kind of, I mean, personally, I've only like released singles so far, but I kind of like EPs. Half albums. Half albums. Probably at least one that you really like, hopefully, you know. Um but yeah. Yeah, I like albums as well, but I don't know. The EPs are like a sweet spot for me. Do you think you'll release any albums in the near future? I am hoping to release an EP next year. Um there's enough material for a potential album, but I think I'll just, you know, give little nuggets of myself to the public and see what happens for now nice. <laughs> i like the tease i like it when an artist puts a single out and you go oh that's really good i want more and then there's an ep and you go oh, that's really good i want more and then there's an album that's quite exciting i'll listen mm. to singles if they're if i think that's gonna happen but yeah yeah so yeah well well uh, music we're gonna move on to my my, my uh not mine, actually. It's your next artist, Mike. Uh, you've sent a... Who did you send along? I sent you a track by an artist called Grim17. You did. I realized, you did, yeah. I thought, did I send you one of these last time? But this is brand new, so you definitely... You don't mind um, Yeah, because obviously you're part of the podcast, the Saturday New Music Saturday podcast, so I thought it would be... Only fair for you to to let you bring a song of your your own choosing along, and uh, yeah, that, that's that's uh, what you've chose. Do you want to tell us a bit about Grim Grim Seventeen? Yeah, yeah. The reason I chose it. So thanks for letting me pick a song. <laughs> um, the reason I chose it is because so I've been doing the podcast with my mate Bainsey for um, <clears throat> six or seven years, and he he did it for a few years on his own or with different formats before that. So it's been around for quite a long time. Um, one of the first things he ever played me, or one of the first things I heard on the show, before I was a co-host, I was a fan, and then he did an interview for one of the releases my own band put out, and we got chatting. Um, and he played a track by this guy, Grim. And I was like, who the hell is this? <laughs> this is just absolutely fantastic. Um, and then Grim took about five years off. He just went drinking for five years, by all accounts. Um, done that. And then came back. <laughs> yeah. He came back last year and he released two albums in a year, which were absolutely brilliant. Um, and he's releasing a new one, which is um, kind of coming out in stages. It's coming out on Bandcamp first in November, and then it's coming out in the new year um, everywhere else. Uh, and it's absolutely amazing. So obviously we've played some tracks recently on the podcast. We haven't played this one yet, so this is uh, just for you guys to start with. Um, but we just love him. He's an amazing artist. He's completely unique. Um, and it just felt like that's probably the one I'll pick because uh, it's brand new but has that sort of providence for me as well so it's Grim 17 with what track uh oh that's it read out loud is the name of the track
So there you go. That was um, that was Gloom Seventeen. Um, everything about that song on paper says I should hate it. <laughs> um, however, I really don't. I really do like it. It's it every, it's it's so avant garde. Um, it's 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 almost abstract, but for some reason it just works really fucking well. Did you like the visuals I put to it, uh, Mike? Yeah, that was decent. That was really good. That guy looks so happy. This is what I do now. I make music videos for everyone. <laughs> well done. I love it. Um, yeah, I, d- I did like it. it it's, 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 it's out there. Is uh, how I would describe that. It's out there. Well, is, is this is this your kind of thing, Alsha? Would you say? I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's my kind of thing, but it was very infectious. <laughs> like I'd definitely be like you know clubbing to that or something. Um, and whatever the the metallophones that like came through, or the xylophone, or whatever it was, like halfway through playing the mad chords, like I really like that. I vibed to it. Cool. Did you like this, Liam? Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, like just that scuzzed up, fuzzed up bass right from the start was really awesome. 
Um, mm. I often think of things in terms of because my background is as a music journalist, I covered a lot of live music. That was really my forte. So I think about how you know um, songs can translate into like being played live. And I, you could see it being played in front of you know ten people in front of in this small sort of scuzzy club, but also by a huge band as well, like in in front of a thousand people, all sort of jumping around and you know really getting into that beat. So I think it works really well on a, on a bunch of different levels. Hmm. I don't think I need to ask you, Mike. You obviously love this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really do. It's he does so much. This is his kind of heavy industrial dark side. He does a lot of kind of bluesy electro stuff and a whole range of stuff. But it's just fun. It's different. It's exciting. It's great. Mm. But yeah, obviously, I like it. That's why I chose it. <laughs> what would you say? Um, just a, off topic. What would you say your genres are? If you just like to join your favorite genre, Alsha, what would you what would you say is your favorite? Well, though. Sorry. Say hello for, say hello for me. <laughs> <laughs> What's what would you say is your favourite genre? Um, at the moment, it's indie pop, but I grew up listening to a lot of heavy metal and melodic right. death metal was kind of my thing. So it's a complete contrast. <laughs> uh, Doug, what, what would you say is your genre? Uh, at my heart, it's always going to be uh, pop punk. That's probably always going to be like Blink-182 is one of my favorite bands of all time. So like that's in that genre. But um, yeah, it, it, it definitely that and probably alternative rock, um, some some of the heavier stuff. But it's definitely pop punk as always. I'll, I'll hear something and be like, yep, I'm a sucker for it. I'll grab it. And that's and that's what I'm there for. Cool. Liam, what would you say your uh, your genre of choice um, would be? not to go too deep on something that you guys probably haven't heard much of, but like Oz indie rock, especially in that late nineties, early two thousand stuff. So they took a lot of what they learned from grunge um, and sort of college rock and old rock and that sort of stuff that was on the radio at the time. And it there's a big explosion and it's actually really good because a lot of the bands are still around these days. So um, they're still sort of touring and doing stuff. So it's been really good to, you know, be able still be able to see a lot of them. But yeah, um, yeah so Something for Kate, like I said before, and a few other bands in that sort of space who are, yeah, just very guitar-led, white dude, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone would be too surprised if you heard it. Not that out there. Um, Mike? Um, that's a great question. I like uh, I like all sorts of music. My, my, I suppose my go-to kind of music is kind of just like new what do you call it? New wave of classic rock, like riff rock, modern rock type stuff, I suppose. So, I don't know, bands like Rival Sons, I think are really exciting. And I like Slash's solo stuff that he came out with recently. And there's loads of, um, there's a band called Hands Off Growl that are really good, like an unsigned underground band. Um, just anything with like big guitarists. But, you know, I listen to all sorts of stuff. Like I was listening to a kind of weird folky blues thing earlier that was really good. Um, I've got into a lot of electro stuff because of the podcast, because people send us weird avant-garde experimental things. So um, all sorts, really. And punk. Lots of punk. There's loads and loads of punk in my house. So we're mainly, mainly dominated by lovers of rock, which is interesting because it's a nice segue to... Um... Welcome to the <laughs> Well played. You know, it's funny. I was talking to Justin today. He goes, does Richie need, like, the throwdown? I go, if I know Richie, he's got it. And <laughs> you've delivered. So, well played, sir. So, well played. Um, yeah, that, that brings me 
cleanly on, onto, onto you, Doug, and your podcast. This is the throwdown. The, the, the throwdown. Doug, explain what the throwdown is. Sure. So uh, Mind Gap Podcast is a pop culture nerd podcast where me and my co-host, Justin, uh, we talk just about anything. Uh, a, usually what's going on in the world, just popular culture, nerd stuff. And we just go down those wild tangents that you typically would see, whether you're hanging out with your friends in a bar or whatever. We just had those conversations and uh, we stream it live on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast uh, Tuesdays and uh, do video game live stream on Saturdays. But we always end our show with a throwdown. And uh, typically it could be anything. In the past, it was like comic book characters or your 25-year-old self versus your 50-year-old self or just really weird, bizarre things. And uh, we have uh, some folks in our Discord community that cultivate these now and throw them up to us last minute. So we have no idea what they are. And then we just have to debate it uh, and see who we think. And if these things were put into an arena, who would come out and who would win and why? Uh, Last time I was on your show, you... You you posed Captain America against Captain, was it you Captain Britain or Captain, Captain Britain? Britain? I think is is Captain yeah Britain. the character. Yeah, <laughs> um, I do believe Britain won naturally. I think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this this one uh, we're gonna do UK rock versus Irish rock versus American rock versus Australian rock. And I'm glad I've got Mike Five here for this because <laughs> uh, my, my, I'm not really... I mean, actually saying that, well, we dominate this competition What with Led Zeppelin, the Beatles, and, the, you know, the Black Sabbath. But, uh, yeah, no, you know, po- po- pose an argument. Liam, tell us a bit about Australia. I don't know anything about Australian rock who are, apart from ACDC... Yep. Have you heard Silverchair? Mm, yeah, Silverchair. Pat, Powderfinger. Um, we've got we've got a lot of big sort of exports like your Keith Urban and that sort of stuff. The thing I'll say about Australian rock is that obviously it's very hard for Australian bands to be able to afford to go overseas, and it's also quite expensive for international bands to come here. So they really have to, it really has to be worth their while to come here. So there's a huge local scene. And it's really self-supporting and it really works well to support each other. And the thing about Australian bands, when they come through, so my favourite bands is a band called Spider Bait, and they toured mercilessly before they anyone even knew who they were. So they played over 200 shows before they started recording anything or getting in any airplay. So to succeed in Australian rock, you have to pay your dues and you know really be able to put it on as a live show because if you can't do it live, then Australian fans will not sort of get that interest and invested so that that would be my argument for australian rock that it's it's because it has to be so local and it is so hard for bands to break through overseas there's a huge scene that's really well supported and everybody really gets in and supports each other yeah i noticed that about australia you've got some really good artists and um it's only because the podcast that i discover discover them because uh we get a fair few sending us music but as far mm-hmm. as uh, the mainstream goes uh i think I got a handful like Gotye, um made it Gautier, over. Yeah. I, I, but other than that, and ACDC, I, it, I, you don't hear much. But it's not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not because the music scene over there is bad. It's, it's not. No. You got some really yeah. good artists, and it's just yes. Yeah, it, like I say, it's hard for them to export that music. Mm. I mean, a lot easier uh, now, obviously, with the internet. But yeah, 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 Doug. 
All right, listen. I'm not going to make a huge argument for the American rock scene, and here's why. Like you already mentioned, you've had some of the greats over in the UK. All right, it's it's hard to argue. It's that what what America does best is we we take something that's great and then we will make it our own and then we just broadcast it louder than anybody else. And also a big <laughs> thing against American rock is bands like Trapped, Limp Bizkit, Creed. <laughs> um you know all that stuff just you know fires out there yeah there's some there's i just say it's loud and not in terms of like volume it's just american culture is just loud in general and i don't think that makes it a contender in this situation so and my argument is going to be for uh uk rock but i'd love to learn more about irish rock because i don't know much about that so i don't know anything about irish rock either irish rock i mean yeah, like when you think about Ireland, you don't think like rock music, but like, I don't know, we have the likes of U2 and the Cranberries and stuff. But what oh I will say, yeah. how could I forget? The upcoming indie rock kind of scene at the moment is outstanding. Like, really, really good and really exciting. And I wish that these artists were getting more exposure. There's a really good band called Blue Jean Sadness. They released an EP a few months ago. Really good stuff. Um, we have a girl called Kinsey who's unbelievable she was featured on like enemy a while ago but yeah that whole like the indie rock scene here is like getting really popular which is really exciting and good to see i agree most of the most of the irish stuff we get it's it's all good uh, we don't get any bad irish music really um the indie the indie scene over there is phenomenal at the moment it's really good so I, yeah. yeah i definitely concur with that um I'll, I'll, uh, mike english rock I mean, it's, there's some compelling arguments. It's not like, an argument. Just, there's no argument, is there really? You know, Silverchair's a great band. Thin Lizzy or Irish. There's a million American bands that are really good. Oh, Thin Lizzy, yeah. I think you, I don't know, you, maybe you nailed it straight away. Like, I think that there is a, there's a British rock kind of, you know, collective that dates back and sets the blueprint for a lot of global rock and roll bands. But similar to what um Arsha was saying there's there's so much on the independent scene at the moment and there's you know amazing punk bands playing shows to like five people as if they're playing Wembley Stadium and there's indie rock bands and folk artists and electro artists and there's all of this amazing stuff that's bubbling up um and I guess the interesting thing about you know UK rock and British rock I suppose is that it's always trying to rebel against the last thing so everyone's rebelling against each other and no one really knows what anyone's rebelling against anymore and that makes it all quite exciting <laughs> and quite fun and whether it's you know people are rebelling against playing live by doing everything on a you know one tiny synth in their bedroom and others are rebelling against that by going and playing a hundred shows uh, which must cost them more money than they make at sort of an independent level but they just want to go and do it and i just think all of that kind of you know for all of what people think england and english people are the independent music scene goes against all of that and says, no, we're not these stuck-up little, you know, stiffs that, that you know, love the Queen and all the rest of it. We're, we're proper, proper anarchists at heart, and this is how we do it. And I think our music at the moment just kind of amalgamates all of that, and I absolutely love it. Um, but you know what? I love all music from everywhere, so it's quite difficult to... Yeah. Um, I will say in America's defence, punk came from america i know we like to think we invented it well with the uh sex pistols and all that but it was actually it was actually america that started the punk scene so we yeah. have them to thank for that 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there's some, the if, if we're talking different genres, I would make a more compelling argument. But I mean, I mean, Elsha's saying like U2. I mean, does America have that something like a U2, like a Beatles? I, I don't Rolling know. Stones. Oh, who cares? Right. <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm just, this is where I look like an idiot and I'm okay with it. Right. I'm, I'm literally like, who's a really big band? I don't know. I can't think of them. Like Rolling Stones. I'm like, right. Those guys. So. The U.S. has got like Guns and Roses. And people are right. like, oh, yeah. Guns and Roses. Bon Jovi. Oh, right. Don't hold that against you, though. Yeah. No, that's right. Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, yeah, they're like... They're like, because Canada, Canada's got, um, oh, what's that band from Canada that everybody hates? Um, Nickelback? Nickelback. The, bon Jovi's like uh, the, the American Nickelback, isn't it? Ooh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Listen, I, Liam's, not, Liam's nodding his head. I'm not, I'm not in this. I'm not a huge Bon Jovi fan, but wow. I can't take that back to some people and be like, guess what? Apparently Bon Jovi's the American Nickelback. Awesome. <laughs> Let's, 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 let's start a hashtag with that. Hashtag Bon Jovi is the American Nickelback. See where it goes. Um, so, yeah, uh, who, who, who are we saying uh, dominates the, the rock the rock scene when it comes to... Uh, co- co- well, how's a better way to say that? Uh, who wins this throwdown? My vote's for U- UK rock. I, I agree. Yeah. Mm. I don't think my vote counts though, because um, you've, you've got two. Oh, it does. Two There's UK. five of us. Your vote has yeah. to count. If you can't vote for your own country, can't vote for your own country. Which country would you vote for? UK. So you can't vote for the UK, Mike. I, I would vote Ireland because all my family's Irish. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <Liam. laughs> There's no, no logic behind that other than that. So <laughs> what about you, Liam? Uh, yeah, I'd vote for the UK as well. There we go. That'll do. But yes, <laughs> the Mind Gap podcast. Go and go and listen to a proper throwdown and how they do it. And obviously, you you you've organised this properly beforehand, and you have production meetings. I don't think we've have ever me when him have never had a. I think we've maybe had one production meeting, and that's why everything's so fucking haphazard. <laughs> it is what fun. it is. It's interesting that way. It is, but yours doesn't feel like it's. It doesn't feel like it's planned out. It feels sporadic, but uh, it doesn't feel We have an outline, and then we just kind of see where it goes. We like to pull yeah. on threads and, and go wherever they it takes us. It's, it's a very improv sort of uh, feel to it. I think that's what I've done today. I had an idea of how it was going to go, and then I'll just, yeah. And it's the edit. It's, for me, it's the edit. The edit pulls everything together. You don't have that. You can't. We, you produce a podcast which is more professional than this. Without the edit, it's amazing. I hang off the edit. One of the two, I don't know. You know, I just don't want to edit it. So there you go. You get what you get. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Right. We're in in the same boat. We don't do any editing. Like we drop the music in, but we don't actually move any parts of the conversation around because it's too hard for me. I'd much rather just let it go. I was going to ask you about that um, because you you put little snippets of the music in. Um, I I struggle... Mm -hmm. With this podcast, like with Alsha, Al, she, well, she, she sent me the song F Boy, and I got demonetized on YouTube. Even though I get permission from everyone, I got yeah. de- I'm, we don't make money anyway. But uh, yeah. 
if we wanted to, I couldn't make money on, on that uh, episode with Alshers because we, uh, copyright reasons and everything. Even though we got permission. So if I, yeah, yeah, it's not just you. It's, it's most episodes. It's not just you. It's most episodes. Um, so if I was to use a, like a, a well-known song, like really well-known in in the, I don't know, like Adele or something, I'd, I'd, I'd be fucked. I'd, I'd <laughs> everybody coming at me. Yeah. Even if it's just like a second or two. So how are the rules different in Australia? Mm, yes. So we um, Australian copyright has a thing that you can do if you are reviewing the music that you're talking about. Which we so that's why we consider ourselves. That, yeah, we're reviewing it, and also uh, it's a, as a percentage of total airtime. So it's less than twenty percent. So we have a license for our people who do all the music licensing in Australia. And if you, if it makes up less than 20% of the show and you get less than a certain number of listens, and obviously you can get a different license if you have more than that number of listens, but we're pretty low key. We don't have a lot of attention on us. So uh, we don't do any videos. Yeah. Um, we do like a little instant export out to YouTube, which is just the audio and a little fuzzy graphic on it. And that gets blocked in a bunch of countries where people we get copyright strikes. Um, but we only get like 10 watches on YouTube anyway. So that YouTube is not where we get our, our audience. Um, and yeah, so we're in the same boat. We don't make money off it. So, you know, certainly the people who yeah. own the copyright could come after us, but there's nothing to come after for. And there's always an alternate version of the podcast. So if someone did ever sort of flag it with and say, hey, you used our, po- our copyright, we're not happy about it, I would just take it down straight away and, and put up the version with no copyright on it. So, yeah, we've been lucky so far. We've been able to get through it. Um, oftentimes we even get the band sort of sharing the, pod- the episodes as well, which has been really good. So we usually take that as a tick of... We're okay with what you did, but um, yeah, I think that thing of not playing the full songs and making sure we're just using really little fragments of it is probably a big part of what it is. Yeah, we we have a governing body that just basically ain't playing shit. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing. You're not having anything. No. Yeah. Um, which is weird because we, I'll, I'll dispute everything as well, and I'll say, look, we, this is for promotional purposes only. Mm. We're promoting your artist, the artist that you, that's being claimed against. That's what we do. Yeah. And the the the, uh, the record company or whoever it is looks at that review and says, "Still no, right. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. fuck <laughs> you then." <laughs> yeah, I work in social media, and we sometimes get copyright strikes on stuff that we've purchased for videos, and it's usually just we strike up, and then we we um, say no, it's not, and then we don't hear back after that. So. Yeah, it's weird that the label then goes in, goes in and actually does a thing because it's just automated the first time and it's not until yeah. you actually contest it that they come back and say, no, that really is out. So it's weird that they're, yeah, sending you stuff and then cl- and then contesting your contesting. I think mm. it's the distributor, though. I think it's like Distro Kid and Horace and all those people. Mm. They're, they're, yeah. they're, their contract with the artist is to do that and claim the money <clears throat> for the artist or the label. Yeah, but they're, 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 they're sending me the... It's like, it's them that's sending me the work most of the time. It isn't no, it's not. Is it not? It would be no. It's the PR. PR will be sending yeah. it to me, and they mm. distribute it to Spotify, and they distribute it to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. And whoever they use to put it on Spotify is the person putting the claim. But this is why we avoid YouTube. We can we can put ours on you know Apple and Google and Spotify and all, mm. all of these places as a podcast, and there's not really any rules. But the minute we try and put anything on YouTube, it has the same issues. So yeah. Mm. Just, are you? Uh, are you, you're not signed, are you, Alsha? No, I am not. You're, look, you're looking to be. I'd love to be signed. Yeah, absolutely. That's the dream. Mm. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. 
<laughs> Fingers crossed. How long have you been doing this? Since... God, I released my first song in May 2020. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, so you're, you're a baby. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Like, like the new song that's coming out this Friday. That's my fourth single or my fifth or something. My third my third this year. But yeah, I've only, like this year is the first year where I'm like really, you know, trying and stuff. Okay. Well, don't blow your load too soon because we've got a whole section for you in a minute. Probably shouldn't have said blow your, probably shouldn't have said blow your load, but never mind. It's done. Um, we're going to move swiftly on to the next section, which is the wild card. So, yeah, the wild card is the section of the show where I'm going to go into the emails and select. Well, I'm not going to select. I'm going to choose. Alsh is going to select by saying stop at a random point. I'm going to scroll through all the emails over the months and however long. And Alsh, at some point, you're going to say stop. So, if I just go into the emails now. Right. Okay. And now I'm scrolling, 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 scroll. Okay, so we have from Pufferfish Press again. Uh, we have the Zone by Dan, Dan Danielle Del Monaco 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 yeah Monaco out the twenty second of October. What date is it today? I think the twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. Twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. It doesn't say it's been embargoed anyway, so we're good. Um, yeah, it's a 2021, a double vinyl concept album. Oh, that's, yeah, that's another thing about albums. If, if, it's a, if you've got a concept album, you can't really release a single because you need to listen to the whole story, don't you? So, yeah, anyway, uh, what does it say? It says, The Zone is a double album written by Italian composer Daniel Del Monaco for a brand... New York, a brand New York City band, a brand, a band. What? English. Anyway, it's avant-garde, avant-garde jazz and free improvis, improvisation. My English is fucking awful. Um, so, so yeah, it's 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 jazz with improvisation. This concept album is inspired by Persian poet and Sufi mystic. For come on, I got, anyway. It's 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 random. It's random. I th- you've chose a good one, Alsha. Um, yeah, I, I was gonna say, what 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 do you expect from this guy? I mean, it's it's just gonna be weird, isn't it? No, Let's I be honest. I think roll across improvisational improvisational jazz. So yeah.
are lost Yesterday saw the room over that valley
Well, that was fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that, that was, was like a on. six. It was like a six-minute psychological head fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can only apologise. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it was you know, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, it was an experience, is what it was, Doug. It was an experience. Um, not to everybody's liking. I want to thought it wasn't bad. The mu- musically, it was. It, it, it felt intelligent. Um, mm. Very, yeah, very it's all, it's psychological music. I've never come across that before. Yeah, when they said improvisational jazz, that wasn't what I had in mind. That was more. If you take the lyrics and the vocals out of, that was more sort of post rock. Um, Godspeed, you Black Emperor, Mogwai, that sort of stuff. Um, really sort of dark and turgid and sort of flowing in a lot of different places and then some nice vocals over the top. But, yeah, the video was a whole, you know, trying to yeah. separate the video from the music because that's a whole other thing. You can't, you can't, though, can you? Yeah, no. <laughs> it almost makes the music's not overly weird. It's it's, a, it's no. different, it's avant-garde. Yeah. But then when you've got the, mu- the, the, the video with it, it, it almost accentuates the music and, and makes, it, makes it more weird. Oh, yeah. I'm going to struggle sleeping tonight after that one. Uh, Alsha, did you, what did you think of this? I don't really have any words. I mean, I don't know what to say. I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I was just kind of like, all right, owls, right. Okay, sunsets, nice. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I can't comment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's very rare that... People on the podcast are left gobsmacked, but uh, that's pretty much done it. Doug, Doug, do you have anything to to say on this? Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Mike, save us! I'll be honest with you, I absolutely fucking love that. <laughs> I, was, I mean, it wasn't at all what I was expecting, and it was utterly ridiculous in places in the video, but. I mean, I'm not a big lyrics person, so I didn't quite, you know, I can't say that you're particularly related to um, to the lyrics in it um, or understood any of it, but I, I kind of liked it. The vocal was like really, um, so it felt like quite intense, didn't it? At the beginning, it was quite like mm-hmm. compressed and right in your face, which is quite kind of scary. But when, I think once you got over that, actually, it was, you know, a bit of drama, you know, musically, it was very good. 
I used to edit music videos, so I kind of, on the one hand, I hate like narrative music videos where it's like boy meets girl and they run off into the sunset and it's kind of shit and been overdone. So I'm glad it wasn't that. But equally, I don't love the music. It's almost like someone got a green screen for Christmas. Yeah, I hate people who have green screens. <laughs> <laughs> but you mm. know, to be fair, as an independent band, if you you know, it's difficult to spend lots of money and make a music video and all that sort of stuff. So fair play for putting something out. But no, music, I really enjoyed it. I never would have ever come across this in my everyday life. So thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but I did enjoy it. I genuinely thought, yeah, all right. I mean, I enjoyed it to the extent I'm not sure I would listen to it again, but I, I will go away talking about that to people tomorrow. That's the kind of... It's like Doug's, It's like Doug said, it's an experience. I, I think it's a, a weird one as well. It's like uh, Liam said about the, the, the video um, make, making it even more so. It's like if you'd have listened to the song on its own, it would have probably felt different to what mm. it was we're listening to it with the video and it's one of those as well although I'm, I'm i'm not exactly bigging it up it feels like one of those songs where the more i listen to it it's going to grow on me and uh i think after about five or six listens of this i'd end up putting this on my playlist i think i'd love it after a while mm. i'd buy the album listen to it once <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes a very <laughs> weird first impression but it's what happens after that is important. Yeah. Right. So we're gonna. House. What was that? Sorry, Mike. I'd be too scared to put it on in the house. That's the only problem with it. It's quite <laughs> yeah, terrifying. It music, feels it? like it comes with a curse, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna move on to our final section of the show. We're gonna move on to our artist spotlight. So Alsha, welcome back to the show again for the second time. But to uh, our listeners, it's the first time because they didn't hear the... Yeah. <laughs> welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Have if, if you enjoyed the show thus far? I have, yeah. It's been great crack. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> it's been great crack. Um, so Alsha, what's new with you? Tell us a bit about what you've been... You've been busy. I've been following you on Instagram. Can, can I bring up your Instagram if that's okay? Yeah, of course. Cool. Yeah, you. I've been. Yeah, you've been doing lots of stuff, lots of gigs and stuff. Tell us what you've been doing. It's been mad. Like after ages of you know the world being so quiet, the last month has just picked up, and you know I've been able to actually gig again. Um, I'm technically at the moment on tour. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm doing like a little like intercounty tour. Um, so I've got a I've got a headline show in a, a rock bar called Fibbers on Thursday and then the next day I'm going to County Clare and I got a new single out on Friday and yeah it's just all, every, everything's happening at once and it's really exciting Awesome, I, you've been yeah I, I saw like snippets of some of the gigs, honestly if you're in this country I'd, I would have uh, come along to see you because your, your shows look quite uh, fun Yeah it's all meant to be a bit of crack like all of my songs I try to make into sort of a joke and then when I perform I like to be you know just taking the piss out of myself you know and trying to make everyone <laughs> happy so yeah that's the whole idea <laughs> oh so if you take the piss out yourself no one else is going to take the piss out of you exactly yeah and it's it's good to laugh at life you know 
And this is your Instagram. Honestly, I spend hours on your Instagram. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Obviously, very busy. Are you do you have like um, wow? Um, do, you, do, you, do you take a, like? Do you have like some? I can't even talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to turn off the Instagram. Um, <laughs> do you have someone who does like artwork for you, or do you do everything yourself? Um, well, most of the things you see on my Instagram are just me taking you know curse traps of myself, you know, to get a bit of attention. <laughs> but like a lot of the time, so the per- the main person who does my artwork is my friend Mark Dupre. Um, and he always like tries to come up with a vision that is totally out of my realm, you know, because I'm there, you know, full face of makeup, like hair extensions, blah, blah, blah. And then for the new single, he put me in a shower cap and like had these like 60s glasses and, you know, which is great. It's great to have someone like that who understands your vision, but also wants to create something, you know, that you, you've never tried before. Mm-hmm. So. How's the uh, your latest single been received? It's going really well. Um, I wasn't sure how it would go down. Like, um, it's because I wanted to release something that was kind of nineteen sixties ish in style, mixed with my video game kind of influence, but sounded a lot rougher with the vocals. You know, so like it's like one take in the vocal, and I was like, I'm just going to throw this out. It's a bit of fun, and you know press and radio have been getting back to me like this is great like this is a great follow-up to your last one so i mean fingers crossed it goes well you never know with these things but i'm happy with how it turned out just for the sake that it's a bit of fun you're doing well considering you've only been going since 2020 you, you, you had the f boy go to number one in the uh was it itunes number one in the itunes charts yeah the irish itunes charts yeah which is really cool i wasn't expecting that you know at all uh but that was great um and yeah, it's just it, everything's kind of happened quickly since I released that back in May, and it's been great. Like it's it's led to you know gig opportunities, which I'm really grateful for. And everything that's happening now is a result of that song, so it's great. Well, it was a great song, and uh, it's the song that uh, we discovered you through. Uh, I'm yeah. going to play your song, and then uh, you can tell us a bit. About it afterwards uh yeah so this is your new song your latest song disaster Disa- disaster song disaster song okay <laughs>
I keep fucking doing that. Um, <laughs> so that was you, Al. Show your latest track, um, the disaster song. Um, that that wasn't an official video, but I just want to point out I, I did that. Um, she in the video it seemed like she really fucking loved that song, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, did, do you know what this reminded me of? I should recreate it. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. Yeah. You should definitely do that. Definitely. Stick it on Instagram. Uh, uh, lost my train of thought again. So, <laughs> where am I? Um, yeah, what reminded me, yeah, that was it. This this song, it reminded me of Aqua. I don't know if you guys no, remember Aqua. Really? Yeah, I was getting the, Aqua the from this. Um, uh the thing is, I, this is this is very candy pop. It's 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 like um, compared to a lot of the stuff we've had on today, it's completely different. However, I am a secret, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I, I love a bit of candy pop. I do like I do like it. I, I bought the Acura album. I brought you know that's out in public now. Um, I you know I I do like it, and the the, the majority of the world likes pop. You know, the, also like into heavy rock and that we, we, kind of the minority and uh the the production on this this didn't did, didn't feel like a, be, a bedroom song at all you've obviously gone all out for this song well no? that's that's nice to hear <laughs> like because i i was very i was messing around with it for ages and like i do all my own production and i was like oh like you know because i would have driven myself at home my yeah yeah just at home in my room um in my little bedroom studio, but oh. it's—I was like, just throw it out. It's a bit of fun, um, but you can drive yourself demented, you know. Listen to your production over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I—I I, I thought I would have put money on this being done in a studio. Um, that is quite amazing. Ema, I don't, don't know if you've seen Ema on any of our shows. She's the yeah. same as you. She's she's Irish and she produces everything at home. Um, <laughs> so she should really have been here for this. She, she, you 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 two would get on really well. Um. Yeah. So what? What's? What's? What's next? What? What's? You know. Uh, any more songs this year, or are you just gonna carry on promoting this song? This is the last song of this year. Um. And then I think I'm gonna aim like early 2022 to start releasing tracks that will lead to it. That are all off an EP at the end, if you get what I mean. Um. But yeah, I've got. I'm working on like you know five different songs at the moment um in production so hopefully like 
they'll all be released in 2022. Yeah. Mike, get on your record label. What did you think of this, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought, I mean, I, you know what, I'm the same. I love, you know, a bit of pop music. I love a bit of everything. Um, but what I really like, and I've said this before, we played, um, I can't remember who the artist was, we played an artist that was quite, uh, not similar, as in you're completely unique, but similar genre, similar style on the podcast recently. And I was saying the nice thing about when you're writing pop music, it's kind of, it's fun and it's exciting and it comes from the heart. But when you're writing it as an independent musician, as opposed to, you know, someone famous, who I've got no idea who's famous anymore, um, where they've got like 17 people writing a line each and someone's like doing whatever they, I don't know what they do. I don't know how they managed to put so many writing credits on a song, to be honest with you. But, it, you know, that kind of loses all its soul. Whereas when someone's just doing it because they love it, it's amazing. And this sounds really good. It's a fun tune. It's got a great lyric um you know it's just got that it just it makes you smile just listening to that it's got that brilliant breakdown bit where it kind of really highlights uh that whole disaster situation <laughs> uh, so yeah i love it it's right you know it's absolutely perfect um for me, I think it's a brilliant tune so yeah it's very very cool i can't believe you've only been doing it for a year or whatever that's, that's amazing so. obviously you've been doing music for a lot longer but you've only like decided to start pointing out recently yeah that's it yeah, yeah. um Liam, I don't know about you, but since doing the pod, uh, music podcast, have you found that like um, you? I don't, I don't say my music tastes have changed, but I've realised I, I like certain music that I didn't, I refused to like before. It's kind of like I, I refuse to like screamo metal. I refuse to. I, 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 I didn't even give it the time of day. But now that we get lots of submissions, occasionally I'll get some and I think. Actually, that's really fucking good. And my, I won't say my, my tastes have changed, but I found that um, I'm enjoying music that I wasn't able to enjoy before. You find, do you find that? And you, Mike, as well, because you, you get lots of submissions as well. Yeah, we. Um, I guess my tastes even going into it were always quite wide and varied in terms of different <clears throat> styles and genres and that sort of stuff. But I think it's when people nominate things that we might not have necessarily paid a lot of attention to, just sort of giving it a little listen and going, oh, yeah, that's okay, and then sort of going, and not worried about it anymore. It's like actually having to do a deep dive into it and trying to pick apart what makes the songs great and how the different instruments work together and all the different layers and everything and how they all come together and really sort of focus on the like doing that breakdown has been, yeah, it's been really interesting. And even um, where Grant sort of tends to nominate some of the more mainstream style things, so we were talking about Bon Jovi earlier, who um, is someone that I've always known, obviously, but never listened to an album of. And Grant nominated one of his albums, so I actually had to sit down and listen to it. And going in, I was like, no, I'm never going to like this. This is going to be terrible. But, you know, once you do that breakdown and you, you figure out the parts that go into it, it really does give you a, a new understanding of it, a new appreciation for it. Hmm. Yeah. Would you say you feel the same, uh, Mike? You, 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 would you say your taste have changed at all? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's music I've... I, I kind of I, I want to like um, do some album breakdowns now because I'm really excited about that whole concept. <laughs> and I think that's a great idea. Um, but no, I mean I've discovered stuff I didn't. Uh, it's not that I would have said I don't like it necessarily. It's that I never would have known it existed. That's the weird thing mm. for me. There is also stuff I probably would have gone, oh, but you know, it's not really my thing. I'm not really interested if someone said, oh, hey, listen to this type of thing. Um, but yeah, because you know you, the, the least you can do, I suppose, if if you know part of what makes the show good is we listen to everything and pick our favourites um, you know, each week and we play about 30 odd tracks so there's a whole range in there 
Uh, but by listening to everything, you you discover all sorts of stuff that you didn't know existed. It's brilliant. It's, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. So my, my horizons have been broadened over the last six, seven years. I think it's doing the podcast speeds up the process. I mean, like Doug said earlier, you know, you, you, your tastes over the years have, have changed naturally. So it's just something that happens, I suppose. But with, with the podcast, with being a music podcast, it's something that happens a lot faster, I think, coming across different musics all the time. Alsha, this is meant to be about you. Sorry, I do apologise. Um, so, yeah, next next year, have you got any plans for next year? Like, have you got a, a map? A map. Um, I suppose the main one is the EP, because I would like to just have a small collection of, of songs. Um, and I, I plan to, they'll all obviously, you know, be pop, but I do hope that each one will be significantly different in style. Like the like the disaster song has a bit of nineteen sixties. Like I'd love to do one that's eighties and seventies and kind of see what happens. That song got a bit sixties feel to it. Mm-hmm. The, the the disaster song. I was getting the sixties from that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I just I had a lot of fun producing it, so I wanted to do something a little bit different to what I was comfortable with. But yeah, right. next year the main thing is is the EP and hopefully just more gig dates. You know, just keep grinding. Yeah. Um, and, our, and our followers and our listeners where can they find you they can find me on well Instagram is the main place yeah definitely <laughs> that's where she's most busy um, it's, where, it's where you'll find me <laughs> so yeah that's just Elsha Music um, all, my, all my social media handles are Elsha Music and my website is elshadavy.com awesome um, and Definitely keep us up to date with all your future projects because, uh, yeah, we've, we've fell in love with you on this, on this podcast. Uh, Doug, <laughs> plug yourself. Hey, you can check out MindGap Podcast uh, anywhere on all social uh, all social media at MindGap Podcast. Also on YouTube at MindGap Podcast. You can check us out live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Podcast. We broadcast our podcast live on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central, and we do a video game live stream Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central, and you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Definitely check out uh, Doug and Justin. Fantastic podcast. I love them a lot. It's, it's like us, we were saying before the recording, it's uh, you say it's pop culture, but you never know what you're going to get from episode to episode. And although you, you say look, it's hard to sell that, I think once people have listened to it once, it sells itself. Definitely oh, check out the Mind Gap Thank podcast. You. Mike Five. Plug yourself. Uh, well, thank you very much for having me. Um, so <laughs> it's I, always a I pleasure. Co-host, I co-host the New Music Saturday podcast, uh, where we play new music on a Saturday. Uh, we broadcast it live uh, on newmusicsaturday.com, and then we uh, podcast that up and put it in, I don't know, something to do with clouds, isn't it? It goes somewhere and turns into a <laughs> podcast, which is great, and appears everywhere. Uh, we do it in two parts. We've got kind of a... We, quite often now we have an interview because people have been gigging less and stuff like that so most weeks over the last 18 months we've had an interview with someone then there's a rockier kind of first half and then the second half is a bit weird and wonderful and down the rabbit hole like the grim tune we played earlier and stuff like that um so that's us every saturday it is our mates in canada so what time is it in? it's 5 p.m est and 10 p.m uk so it goes on to about three in the morning um so i don't really sleep so if you don't like sleeping and you really like music, you'll love this podcast live. If you like sleeping, you can listen to it when it's all podcasted up uh, in your own time. Awesome. 
Awesome. Yeah. Liam, plug yourself. Yep. Yeah, so you can find us on all the major podcast services, iTunes, Spotify, Google, etc. Um, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Flawless AMP on all of those. Um, check us out there. We're actually taking a break now through to the end of the year because we've just, yeah, we've been doing it fortnightly for three years. So we thought we'd give ourselves a bit of a breather and come back fresh in 2022. But um, the thing that we always recommend for people, have a look through the list of episodes, find an album that we've nominated that you know because that's a good entry point to get into the podcast. So there's 100 albums up there that now people can have a browse through, find one that they love already or that they hate, or at least they know, and have a listen. And, um, yeah, that was a good introduction to what we think about things. So thanks very much for having me. It's been a pleasure, absolutely, honestly. And uh, I'm glad I've discovered you because uh, I do enjoy your podcast. It gives me ideas of th- things to say because after four years of doing this, I, I don't know what to say anymore. And, uh, sure. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and it, it is it is entertaining. Um, I shouldn't like Mike Five and his podcast because his competition, but I do nah. uh, definitely check them out. <laughs> check out everybody in the show. Uh, definitely go check out Alsha. We'll leave all links to all the people here and ourselves. Um, so yeah, this has been you haven't heard this music podcast. Thanks guys for joining me. Uh, you've saved my back. And uh, until next time, have a dandy <laughs> fucking week. <laughs> I fell for a fuck boy again Made me feel on top of the world But now I'm all by myself My friends all say I need some self-care But it's hard to be alone With all these thoughts running around my head Like, will I ever get married? Will I ever have kids? Will I ever find love? Or is love a
It's official. Summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter, the days are getting longer, and your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from the Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select. Plus, mulch and soil from Vigoro and EarthGrow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.